Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Next is now. Well, this is Next is Now. And one of the big next we know that is coming is uh, a little change to The View. Uh, of course, it was uh, announced that uh, next for them, their next season, where uh, current one of the current co-hosts, uh, Megan uh, McCann, will no longer be on the program. So a series of guest hosts are going to roll out. But the first guest host rolling in uh, will be Utah's own Mia Love, former representative from Utah's 4th Congressional District. And she joins us on the line to talk about what is next. And we're going to do it now. Mia, how are you doing today? Hi, Boyd. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. So tell us a, tell us about this. This was uh, one of those where people said, oh, wow. And then it was like, oh, yeah, that'll be awesome. <laughs> how did this come about? <laughs> yeah. Give us the backstory. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't really know the backstory. I think that there are a lot of people just kind of talking, but I did get a phone call from uh, one of the ABC producers um, that works specifically with The View. And he said, are you interested in guest hosting for us? And, you know, I thought about it for about a second. Um, I always have this thought in my mind to just uh, say yes unless I really have to say no. I'm trying to really get to the saying yes part. Um, so, yeah, I said, sure, that'd be great. We worked out some dates, um, worked it out with, obviously, with uh, CNN. And, um, and yeah, and, and really exciting. The exciting part about this is I actually get to start them off. So they're getting back into studio that first week of September, and I am the first guest host. So um, that's it's obviously an honor when you hear about the other women that are going to be uh, that were chosen to guest host, and it's it's I'm flattered. It's it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting way to get at uh, a different kind of conversation. Of course, you've been in the middle of political conversations uh, as a mayor, as a representative, uh, as an analyst for CNN. So you've been in a lot of different kinds of conversations. The View, of course, takes a a little different angle on a lot of things, but uh, politics and and society and those kinds of trends are are always topical on The View. And uh, you'll have an opportunity to to reach a different audience and maybe have a conversation in a little bit uh, different kind of way. Right. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of people ask, well, you know, uh, Megan McCain was uh, picked on quite a bit. And uh, I, I've i heard a, a friend, 
uh, someone who became a friend later, one of my favorite football players, uh, Peyton Manning, talk about how being a quarterback, he had to face people that wanted to drill him into the ground. <laughs> These are big, big, burly men. And he's like, I had to get really comfortable in an uncomfortable place. And so I kind of took that and I used it as my motto throughout um, being a member of Congress. Put yourself in, un- in an uncomfortable situation and get comfortable there. I did it with the CBC. I did it with being a member of Congress. I did it with trying to work with whatever administration um, that we were working with. I've done it on CNN. And this is going to be an opportunity to do the same thing. And even though I know that there are a lot of different points of views, I've come to really respect other people's points of views. I mean, you've, no one's ever really, no one's walked in my shoes and I certainly haven't walked in theirs. And I think that if we listen just a little bit, we get ourselves in uncomfortable positions and get comfortable there, we might learn something from each other. And I, I, I certainly am going to be um, respectful of other people's opinions and um, create a space where I can give my point of view and my perspective. That's uh, so important. And it's one of those things that I think we often miss uh, is that ability to, to go into those places where you may not be the welcome or you may not be liked uh, or to have, as you said, those uncomfortable conversations. Uh, your work with the Congressional Black Caucus as the only Republican member there at the time uh, and then a host of other things, as you mentioned, from different administrations. One of the things we've been focusing on the show the last uh, little while that I think really applies uh, to your approach to going on The View and so many of the other things that you're involved with is this idea of if you let people, if you create space for people, they will surprise you and you can have great conversations and new friendships that you may not have guessed if you were just hiding out in your own bubble or hunkered down in your own talking points. Exactly. I have such a great relationship. I was able to go uh, to Washington and meet up uh, in Kevin McCarthy's office and some of my former Republican colleagues, and then also uh, meet up with Cedric Richmond, who works at the White House, and Marsha Fudge, who works at HUD. And there was one point the person I was with, um, Cedric Richmond said, I think she's the only person that can actually go back and forth like this from these two different parties that with this kind of relationship. And I have to tell you, he said it in just kind of passing, but it really hit home with me because I, um, I was blessed enough, honored enough to represent Utah and um, build these relationships that I can go into these rooms and people feel um, feel comfortable and, and we, we feel like we've got a relationship and they're not transactional, they're real and, um, and we, can, we can actually um, get some things done, right? Even in my capacity, um, get some things done because of those, because of the bridges that we've, we've been able to build over the, over the uh, years. So yeah. uh, it's, it's such an honor to me to be able to do that. And yes, guess what? You're not going to agree with everyone all the time. I don't agree with my husband all the time. I mean, <laughs> but we find a way to um, make a life with each other and make a life with our children. And there's no reason why here in America we can't do that, even though everybody else is telling us not to. Everyone else is telling us that person's the enemy, that person's the enemy. Um, you know, we, we have to kind of reject those ideas and find ways that we can at least have a conversation, which is what, uh, 
why I said yes and what I'm expecting to do on the view. Have yeah. a conversation. And that, and that is so vital. I think we need more modeling of that uh, in society. And uh, you, you mentioned some of the others that will be co-hosting uh, after your stint there, including former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice and others. Uh, it really is an interesting uh, group that they're bringing in. And I, I think it, it does seem to be with you leading off in particular that uh, let's even have the view have a different kind of conversation moving forward. Yeah, it, it certainly will. Um, you know, I have, I uh, really appreciate Megan for all of, um, you know, for her time um, on The View and being able to uh, have the courage to stand up for the things that she believes in. Um, I, you know, she she has so many different perspectives. Some of them are similar. Some of, some of them are different. Um, and, and that's what we want. I mean, you want to be able to have, you can't have people on the same show that have the same ideas and same thoughts because it makes for a very boring, um, show, but I am who I am. They know who I am. They know what, um, the party I affiliate with. Um, I, they, they know that, um, where my, what my parents' background, background is and why I believe in the things I believe in, um, and so, I, I, you know, I get to actually just promote those things and, and, and hopefully um, there'll be some good consensus. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Great insight. And uh, former Representative Mia Love, we appreciate you jumping on. We know you're traveling today and uh, doing a host of other things that uh, you do for, for advocacy and for principles and causes and uh, we hope that as you settle into uh, what could be an uncomfortable chair, uh, as you say, that you get comfortable with those conversations. And I hope it does become more of a model uh, to the country in terms of how we can have those uncomfortable conversations in a in a really meaningful and powerful way. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Boyd. You know, with all the news that has been coming out of Afghanistan and Washington, D.C. today, uh, there is one of those crucial conversations that you may have missed uh, today is Overdose Awareness Day, and we're going to talk about uh, what that means and what that is and the kind of crucial conversations we need to be having around overdose, addiction, and a host of other things. We're going to be joined uh, by my good friend and uh, a great advocate in our community, Terry Olson, uh, along with singer-songwriter Emma Grace, who both of them have experienced uh, the loss that comes from someone overdosing, losing someone to an overdose death. And what we can do in an important event coming up tonight at the Utah State Capitol, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Stay with us. We're going to engage in this crucial conversation on Overdose Awareness Day coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.